Hello and welcome to the HQ Movie Review Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Jack. I'm Heather. I'm Sydney. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) New special guest co-host. Special guest. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm just not used to the new person being, you're just so ready to go in. You you jumped right in. Good job. I'm trying to be prepared. Good. Nice work. Good. Thanks. Well, this week we watched Jaws. Uh, the classic. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it was a classic. Yeah. It's so, a yep. lot slower than I thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. yeah. Right off the bat, uh, past experience with this movie, I have never actually seen it before now. Neither have I. I also have not seen it. I've seen like three clips. All okay, right. So, yeah, so none of us had seen it before. First time for New everyone. Movie. But you know, it is, it is a classic movie. It's very good. It's funny how all of the tropes that come from Jaws are so overplayed now, but this is, like, the Jaws theme is a cliche in and of itself, and this is where it comes from. This is the Jaws theme. Yep. But it started the movie off, and it was just like, ah, oh, it's it's funny now, because I know this music so well. <laughs> yeah. I I do just want to say, I, I thought it was really funny, but you don't actually see the, like, animatronic shark until like halfway through the movie it's always like a first person shot for like the first half and it goes so slow it's like dramatic zoom onto whatever's about to die it's legs mm-hmm. it's always it's legs. always so legs, always legs. Yeah. every single shot in the in the beginning of of the shark pov was staring at someone's legs i mean most people don't swim upside down that makes sense but also yeah no this is the slowest shark in like the history of sharks it is Especially for its size, this shark is like crawling through the water. But when you can't see it, it's like booking it. Yeah. Yeah. Which only means that the shark is playing with its food. It's like, it's sneaking up on people. It's like giggling to itself underwater. Like, <laughs> oh man, they have no idea. I'm, I'm coming. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Yeah. It'll bite your leg and drag you across the surface for five minutes and then eat you. Like the first person it kills, it like plays with this woman. And we know it's doing that because the second person it kills, it eats them right there on the surface instantly. So I have a trivia about the first person that got attacked. Chrissy. Chrissy. Um, So according to Steven Spielberg, the prop arm looked too fake in the scene when they were filming it. Uh It kind of did. So they buried a female crew member in the sand with just her arm exposed. Yikes. (laughs) Oh, that's... So that's not actually a fake arm? Yeah, I mean, like, the prop arm they show later. That one definitely looked really fake. Super fake. But, like, when they first find her remains, like, with all the crabs and stuff, like, that's just someone's arm. Imagine being paid to do that. Right? (laughs) My question is... Was her head exposed so she could breathe? I sure hope so. They didn't bury her alive. Like they buried what? her well, entire no, body. No, it says they buried a female crew member in the sand with only her arm exposed. Well, yeah, the rest of her was like her head wasn't on camera, but like you can stretch your arm out and have just that exposed. Like the rest of her was underneath the seaweed. Well, and yeah, stuff. I'm did, sure that's how it did, was. Did you was really like, think that they would bury this based woman? Based off of how it's written, <laughs> yes, I would be led to believe that her head was under the sand. I think this is more of a failing of the English language. <laughs> it's good to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyway. English major. (laughs) (laughs) So I said it was like really slow. And yes, the shark was very slow. It took like a 90% movement penalty when I got to the surface. (laughs) But. but, Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) But. My point was that the actual movie pacing was oh, yeah, this, really slow. Yeah. This movie took so much longer than I thought it did. Like, Also, they spent so much more time in the boat than I thought they'd like. Yo, yeah. It was wild. I kept expecting them to go back to literally any of the other characters. You know, the last half of the movie is just three guys on a boat. <laughs> sinking, then not sinking. For yeah. days. Sinking and they never sleep. They only drink. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, stay vigilant. They don't eat. They don't drink anything no, other than alcohol. No, they did eat in oh. that in that one scene. They had plates on the table. They oh, ate. That's true. You're Some right. But they did not sleep. Stuff. They did not show them sleeping. Oh no, they uh, were delirious. <laughs> yeah, but like the first half of the movie, it was okay. I liked it. I, I think that was my favorite portion of the movie. I really liked the whole "don't show the the monster" thing. Yeah. You know, it, it gives it that bit of suspense to it. Yeah, it, it's a classic, like, monster movie trope. You don't show the monster. One, because your brain will automatically make up something scarier than whatever they could make. Mm-hmm. And two, like, it, it just it builds suspense for when they actually do show it. But also, the animatronic was, like, real janky and kept breaking. So they were just <laughs> like, we're going to not show as much of this as possible. Yeah, and, like, I understand it was, like, it was an accident. But that ended up being that way. But it's still, it it made the first half of the movie really good. Still a little slow. It could have been a little bit faster. But I think the biggest failing in this movie was the second half. Should have been the last quarter. Yeah, I really thought all of the scenes on the boat that I'd seen were like the climax of the movie. And that was just like the whole second half of it. We spent an hour on that boat. Yeah. All the things that happened on the boat could have happened in the span of, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, like, screen time. And they just went, but what if we doubled it? And, I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, any of those were bad scenes. They were just long. Yeah, they were long, and not all of them, I think, were strictly, like, that was a sec. this was two short films. This was a short film and its sequel. And one of them was, like, an artsy piece about, like, this small town uh, chief of police on an island who's from like a different city and no one trusts him and then the second movie was about three men hunting their own like Moby Dick but it's a shark (laughs) yep and these two movies are set in the same universe and they're technically a continuation of each other but they're not the same movie these are just two hour long movies yeah 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 Yeah. like they could have trimmed out a lot of the excess like fat from the second half like the scene where they're just singing for five minutes <laughs> like that wasn't really strictly necessary i understand i think it was part of the same scene where he tells his story of the yeah. indianapolis uh yeah well because that scene leads into the shark attacking them because they're all talking and stuff and they get distracted trying to pass the time and because they're singing they don't hear like the beeping of the tracker thingy or like the line clicking mm-hmm. and so they keep getting louder and covering up the sound of the shark attacking until it's like right on them yeah i feel like you could have cut out the whole singing bit and replaced that with something else but 
That's just that's just me nitpicking there, trying to think of something that could have helped reduce the uh, the dead time of the of the second half because it really was just too long. Uh, yeah, but I mean, besides that, it was. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't really argue that. I agree. It was <laughs> all of the scenes felt a little bit too long, and there was just a lot of like, oh, there's a shark, and it's gone. And it's back, and it's gone. And we're still on the boat, and we're getting tired of each other. And there's the shark, and it's gone. But, yeah, nitpicks. Yep. Not to mention getting cut off halfway through a line. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. I think that was... See, that's the problem. We watched this as a video on demand on, like, YouTube TV. So this was something that aired on TV with commercials. And the way they did the commercials was that they would just fade it out every once in a while. And sometimes it faded out like in the middle of someone talking or like it started fading out before they were done with their line. And I don't know how much of that was editing and how much of that was TV. I think there was at least one time where the actual movie did that. Yeah. I don't know for certain, but just based on like the frequency of the commercial breaks and where it was timed with that and the immediate scene after it really did just feel like, hey, they just they just faded out there while he was talking. Yeah. There was, like, one fade out that felt natural. There was one that was, like, ah, that's, that was weird. And then the rest of them were just kind of awkward. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. I haven't watched actual TV in a while, so I forgot what, what it was like to put commercials in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's going back to the top of the movie. I think it's... I, I don't know if it's, if it's a cliche, per se... But this, just the idea that the mayor is like, I'm going to ignore all danger because we need this summer money is a, an interesting motivation to me. Because yeah. on the one hand, it's like, yeah, I get that. It's a small town. They only make money in the summer and then coast off of it for the rest of the year. But also, it's wild to think that this guy made these logical leaps like, yeah, a girl died yesterday of what was clearly a shark attack. We're going we're gonna to cover this up. We need the money. Oh, a little boy died? We're gonna, we're gonna cover this up. We need the like every single time they came to him like, hey, we think there's still danger. He's like, okay, but the economy though. Yeah. He's and just like, uh, mm, I'm willing to risk it. To be fair, on an island that small, like tourism is it? That's all oh, they yeah. got. That is that is their entire livelihood. Is hey, we need we need to make money off of these people in this like. One two one to two month span, because other than that, the only people on this island are the people who live here. Yeah. And you would think that if that was truly the case, they would have just jumped on the offer for the guy to take care of the shark immediately, because part of his offer was, look, I understand, ten thousand dollars in seventy five or whenever there was, it's a lot of money. It's, it's yeah. a lot of money, right? But it's either spend that, have this guy take care of your shark problem for you. And it's not like he gets paid unless he does it, right? If he gets the shark and he kills the shark, then you pay him. And you get to keep the peaches open. Everyone wins. No one dies. Except for Quinn later, which... Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming had he taken it at the beginning of the movie, that probably would have played out differently. Probably. Maybe. But regardless, like, 
you would think that the mayor would have been like, all right, I understand it's an expense, but this is how we do it. But instead, he was just like, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna actually deal with the problem. I'm just gonna ignore the problem. Yeah. This isn't Jurassic Park. He spared every expense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, he was banking on, like, all of the random out-of-towners who came in for the 3000 to just, like, take care of it with, you know, quantity over quality. Which yeah. the 3000 wasn't even paid for by the, the mayor. Or yeah, that was the, just... That was just that lady whose son got killed. Yeah. She was paying for someone to kill the shark that killed her son. And yeah. that was it. And she probably paid the 3000 to the people who got the, that, like, random shark. Yeah, because... Probably. When they found out that wasn't the shark, they didn't tell anyone yeah. except for the mayor. Literally, at that point, every other character is already gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I didn't think about it, but the um, well, his name is Quinn, right? Quint. 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 Quint had like an apprentice or some helper, and he showed up twice. Once at the very end of the scene, and they walked out together when he he gave his initial offer, and then the second time was when they were loading the boat. And then we never see him again. Yeah. I thought that I, I noticed that too. I'm like, who's this other guy helping him load the boat? Why isn't he going with them? To be fair, he did say he wanted to do it alone. Which is wild considering all the things he had to do. Oh, yeah. And True. also, like, but, but who was that guy? <laughs> like, who who is this man that is clearly associated with you? He's like your lackey. And you just... Now nah, we don't need him. He runs the shop or whatever. I guess. He also had no speaking lines. Yeah. That's the real reason he couldn't come. We didn't pay for it. Like it we paid for an extra, not an actor. <laughs> so I do have a piece of trivia about the woman whose son was killed like at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So the actress who played her went to a seafood restaurant. Uh, and noticed that on the menu they had an Alex Kittner sandwich. <laughs> oh, no. um, oh, I have I've heard this. She commented that she played his mother in the movie, and the owner of the restaurant ran out to meet her, and it was the actor who played her son yeah. owned the restaurant, and they hadn't seen each other since the film, like the, for the filming, and so that was how they <laughs> met again. Yeah, I remember reading about that. <laughs> that is Good. such a coincidence. <laughs> I just great. love that he named the sandwich the Alex Kittner sandwich. I mean, I totally would. If I was in, like, if I had, like, a small part in a big movie, I'd be like, yeah, that was me. This is my thing. <laughs> that would be on everything. <laughs> no, same. Like, all my social media. If I had a restaurant for some reason, I would put that in there. Like, Why do you even name it? <laughs> name it the name of the restaurant. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I can get away with that. Also, this was considered the first summer blockbuster movie. Huh. That makes sense. Busted the blocks. Over sixty-seven. Well, don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Over sixty-seven million people in the U.S. went to see the film when it was initially released. Huh. Wow. 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right, cool. Good. Good. I've got more trivia if you want to. Oh, I actually have one. Oh. And I didn't look this up recently. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, it's 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 your job to look up the trivia. So like, I'm not I'm not like bashing you. I just had I just had this. Go for it. In Back to the Future 2, mm-hmm. when Marty goes to the future, like in 2015, uh, he, you like remember the scene, he walks out and they see like the Jaws 19 billboard and like the big holographic shark comes out and like eat, eats him. Mm-hmm. On the marquee for that, the director is Steven Spielberg's son, Max Spielberg. Oh. And the thing about that is, is that in 2015, Max Spielberg was the same age that Steven Spielberg was when he directed Jaws. Like this this movie, this Jaws. Like the the ages match up. Yeah. Woo. I remember you watching that video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I didn't I'm not claiming to have done the math myself on that one. <laughs> and I said I didn't look it up recently. <laughs> but I did get that from a video. I don't remember where it was from. I don't either. I just remember walking through the living room and watching. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks for stepping on that point, bud. <laughs> You're also, welcome. Also, the uh, the shark's name is Bruce. Yeah. Uh, I do remember that. And that's where uh, Finding Nemo, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 A lot of shark characters are named Bruce after this one shark. Yep. And it this shark was named after Steven Spielberg's lawyer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All sharks are lawyers now? Confirmed? Yeah. All sharks are lawyers. But not all lawyers are sharks. <laughs> are you sure about that? <laughs> My sister's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> well, now you know. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, uh, those uh, bad shark hunters who went out there for the $3,000... They were just doing like the most dangerous stuff. It's no, yeah. it is amazing that only one of their boats got like eaten, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like we see them go out and they're all bunched up. They're almost crashing into each other. This one guy is like cutting Chum to throw in the water. Like it's his hands are covered in blood. He has the knife. He almost cuts himself, cutting up this like bloody meat. He's inches away from the water doing this. They're just like. It's a mess. It's a mess, and it's amazing none of them killed each other. There were two dogs on the boat, one of which was just on the front of the boat. Yeah. My favorite was just them, like, tossing Chum over the side of the boat, but just, like, absolutely slathering the side of their (laughs) entire boat with, like, blood and meat. Yeah. It's like, are are you making yourself bait? Is that what you're trying to do? Like... Here's a breadcrumb trail, and we're the bait. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing that only one of those boats got, like, messed up. And then also, on top of that, later, when they're talking about... This is after uh, Hooper and uh, Brody, the chief, go out on, like, Hooper's fancy ship, and they find the other boat with that had, like, five guys on it, I think. They find that boat and they go back to the mayor and they're like, hey, uh, the shark is still out there. And the mayor's like, what? This shark hurt like two people. I'm like, yeah, but what about the boat full of men they just found? What do you mean? Also, my favorite thing about that is like, 
there's the whole jump scare when Hooper's down scuba diving and he grabs the tooth, right? And then he's like, oh, let me peer through the hole in the bottom of the hole. And then there's just like... The corpse. Surprise! <laughs> it's like, a one, how did... How did the shark like take just your eye out? Yeah, the there's no other mark. An eyeball. Yeah, there's like no other marks on your face. Nothing. How how did that happen? And two, how were you positioned before? Where were in the boat were you that you're dead and also able to surprise attack as a <laughs> dead corpse? Like, listen, this is not to pull away to a different movie again but like do you guys remember jurassic park 2 we're like <laughs> no i've never seen it all right well uh mild spoilers i guess um i don't care yeah it, it's it's the worst jurassic park <laughs> okay i haven't seen i haven't seen dominion but like jurassic park 2 is the worst jurassic park movie okay fair enough anyway at one point they have like a t-rex in a boat and the boat pulls up to like new york city <laughs> And the T-Rex is, like, closed in, like, the shipping hold in the bottom, right? Yeah. And so the guards and people get on the boat, and they're like, oh, man, everyone on this boat's been slaughtered. And, like, they get into the wheelhouse, and it's just, like, it's a mess. There's, like, body parts everywhere. There's a guy's severed hand holding the button that closed the doors on the T-Rex. And it's just like, how the fuck did that, how did that happen? The T-Rex can't even fit in here. How did it bite off this man's hand as he was pushing the button to close the door? He's not near the door. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) It's that. It's that level of, like, a mess. It's just like, was there another dinosaur on the ship that got away? (laughs) Who knows? Like, in this case, it's like, was there a tiny shark that was also there that just happened to get into the boat with them? I've got more trivia. Go for it. Oh, okay. All right. Teach me. Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts was used as Amity Island primarily because even 12 miles out to sea, the sandy bottom was only 30 feet down. Huh. So, like, that's why it was so shallow in those scenes when they're out and he drops the harpoon. It's just 30 feet. Yeah. Um... But this allowed the mechanical shark to function. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, using the word function real loosely here. <laughs> um, residents were paid $64 to scream and run across the beach as extras. Hey, I mean, $64 in 1970. That was money. a lot of money. Yeah, that's pretty that's, good. That's good. It's a good day's work. Um, Honestly, if you paid me $64 now to just run and, run and scream in like a big blockbuster movie, I probably would. Oh, yeah. Um, another thing, when a Midwestern audience was shown the early cut of the film, they were so shocked by the pop-up scare that occurred uh, when the shark breaches the surface. Is the like, what's his name, Brody? Yeah. Like when he's chumming the water. The, the, the you're gonna need a bigger boat scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. scene. Um, their reactions drowned out that you're gonna need a bigger boat line. <laughs> So they missed it, and so after reviewing, like, they taped the moment to, like, see what the reaction was for the audience, Uh, the filmmakers extended the sequence, adding another 10.6 meters of film to give the audience enough time to recover (laughs) to enjoy the we're gonna need a bigger boat line. I mean, that's fair. It makes sense, because... 
in the movie, it was just like, oh, there it goes. And then he just slowly backpedals yeah. all the way into the cabin, and then he says it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, what a wild way to talk about adding time to a movie. Yeah, right. 10.8 meters. 10.6. Get it right. Honestly. But also, like, it's, why would you tell us that? That's not useful to anyone <laughs> who doesn't know, like, how much film it takes to make time. Like, yeah. This is like Americans not wanting to use metric, so we use every <laughs> other kind of, like, <laughs> measurement. Yeah. Um. They actually added uh, 128 bananas. Yeah. <laughs> 37 freedom units. <laughs> um, also, the line, we're going to need a bigger boat, was ad-libbed. It's a good ad-lib. Yeah, good. That was not written in the script, and he, he just said it, and then went, that's great. We're yeah. going to keep that. Instant now classic. it's iconic. Yeah. Absolutely iconic. You were correct. My my next note on here just says large squalas. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much like I'm not even gonna say scientific Sorry. jargon because it's just like scientific names of sharks. Yeah. But like, so I I guess shark scientific names aren't really commonly known because he just like squalus. <laughs> Cooper just comes on and starts spouting shark names and he's like yeah this this is squalus based on the bite marks a large squalus and I'm like that just sounds that sounds silly <laughs> I get it he's a scientist this is their way of saying look he knows a bunch about sharks and like shark etymology or whatever the nomenclature the kingdom phylum class order family genus species of sharks but like <laughs> I can't just say large squalus with a straight face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I think pretty much all of us watching that for the first time just couldn't stop laughing during that scene. Squalus. (laughs) A very large squalus. (laughs) I want to make a Marcella squalus joke, but I don't think you guys have seen... Pulp Fiction. No. I've seen Pulp no. Fiction. Oh, you have? I have. It was a long time ago, though. Okay. So, you don't know what Marcellus Wallace looks like? Um, the name sounds familiar, actually. <laughs> ah, alright. Nope. The joke went over your head. We're yeah. good. We can nope. move on. <laughs> like, I remember the name that... No. Uh-huh. Nope. No. Nothing. It's just, it's just the name. It's okay. It, 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 it does come from one of the most famous quotes from the movie. <laughs> But it's fine. We'll get there. Is it on the list, actually? It should be on the list. It's not on the list. You know what? I think we watched it already. And it was before the podcast years ago. We definitely did not watch it. We have an episode called Pumpkin Pulp Fiction, but that's about the movie Halloween or Trick or Treat or something. No, no, no. I meant like when we did movie night at the previous HQ. No, we, we absolutely did not watch that movie. You would remember it. You would remember watching it recently. Man, I remember Trick or Treat. There is some wild shit that happens in Pulp Fiction that you would not forget. Oh, I I remember a lot of it. Is Pulp Fiction also an anthology film? Uh, yeah, that's why we named. That's why. Okay, that's what I thought. It's not an anthology. It's just, it's a Rashomon. It's like, 
the same three-day events played in different orders from different points of view. Okay, yeah. so it's the same thing as trick yes. or treat. Yeah, but they're more they're more interconnected than trick or treat, where it's just random characters showing up in the background of other stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. <laughs> I like that. I, I want to go back to the mayor for a bit because quarter way through the movie, when they catch the uh, the random other shark that just happens to be out there, and then Hooper and Brody tell the mayor, "Hey, this shark, probably not the shark. We can cut it open to find out." And the mayor's like, "Hey, how about we don't cut the shark open right now?" And on the surface, he does make a good point. Everyone's kind of celebrating. Also, it, it's just like the middle of the pier. We don't want to cut a shark open if this is the right shark to have, you know, the corpses of loved ones fall out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely not why he's making the point. But it was a good point. Mm-hmm. And I thought, it, I thought we should bring that up. He's not all bad ideas, this mayor. Just bad intentions. Because, <laughs> like, later... When they when they open up the beach for the fa- the last time, the mayor's walking around. He's like, "Oh man, no one's in the water." So he goes up to a random guy. He's like, or "He's not. He's like a random townie." He's like, "Hey, why aren't you in the water?" And he's like, oh, I, "I just put on sunscreen." He's like, "Go get in the water." <laughs> and the guy gets up with his wife and like two kids, and they all go into the water. I'm like, "Hold on." Mr. Mayor, why don't you get in the water? Yeah. Also, fun fact about that shark, like that tiger shark that they caught. Yeah, that was an actual shark that they had flown in from Florida because there were no sharks in um, Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) Yeah, understandable. So so the thing is, is the shark was already dead when it was flown over to them. I'd be wild if they flew so a live was- shark over just to kill it. <laughs> so it was decomposing. Ooh. And it Oof. apparently smelled really bad. Yeah, that but makes sense. Also, at some point when it was hanging from like the line on the pier, um, its internal organs piled up in the back of its throat. So everyone who was like right at the front of oh. it like it just they were not comfortable <laughs> so what, yeah, that it's no wonder it took the guy so long to take a picture everyone was like i don't want to stand near this thing right? <laughs> i guess that also How- explains why it showed up with zero teeth in its mouth yeah that do explain it but also how did they cover up the fact that the organs were piling up at the front i <laughs> just didn't show a really like close up of the uh of the mouth yeah it had like the little water flap closed yeah so like I guess the organs were just piled on. Yeah, the they back were probably on the other side. Gotcha. But um, also, did you guys know that this movie was based off of a book? Yes. I didn't. Also, did you know that the author of the book was thrown off of the set after objecting to the climax? I did not know that. He I was, was not also aware. fired for weighing the story down with too many subplots involving romance and get this. Mafia intrigue. Whoa, what? <laughs> Mafia and killing sharks. Love it. Wild, because there was none of that. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, they like, yeah, this movie's long enough already. Get that out of here. Like, the romance, I can kind of see. There was a couple scenes of, like, 
uh, Brody and his wife where it's like, yeah, I could see how like this was a thing they were trying to push a little bit. Yeah. Before completely dropping her out of the story with everyone else in the town. <laughs> yeah. But the mafia? Yeah, the mafia. Was it was was like I don't know I don't know how that would fit in. Like is the mayor like working for the mafia and that's why he's so blatantly disregarding the deaths happening? He's like, Yeah, look, we can't we can't close the beach, alright? If if we do they will break my legs. Yeah. <laughs> You um, come to me on the day of 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, boy, that's staying in. <sighs> oh, beautiful. What was that accent, Josh? <laughs> I don't know, man. So, so that's the episode title. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Nope. It's definitely going to be a very large squalus. <laughs> Um, but yeah. also, the author <laughs> said that if he had known about the actual behavior of sharks, he would have never written the book. <laughs> oh, yeah. This movie was like an ecological nightmare for sharks. Because like, after this, everyone was like, oh, man, sharks are monsters. We got to kill them. And it's like, no, no, hold on. These are just animals. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, actually, actually, no, sharks don't yeah. normally eat people. They actually don't like how we taste. Yeah. They were like, oh, is this a seal? Oh, it's not a seal. Get the fuck out of here. That's <laughs> Yeah. This is why we have Shark Week every year. <laughs> to try and make up for this. <laughs> <laughs> to prove they don't bite boats in half. Yeah. They don't. Or roar. <laughs> or roar. <laughs> or roar, yeah. They don't have vocal cords, I'm pretty sure. So, fun fact. I just looked it up, and Squalus... <laughs> <laughs> Squalus is the genus name for several species in the dogfish family. I mean, huh. they are, do make dogfish. There references. are dogfish sharks. Definitely not a great white, though. Yeah. We're going to need a bigger Squalus. <laughs> <laughs> that explains the dogfish references throughout the movie. Yeah, because they kept thinking, like, oh, maybe it's the dogfish or something. Definitely. But it's not. So, like... I know Hooper was, like, the shark expert and everything. And this is going back to the scene where, like, they have the jump scare. Mm -hmm. It is wild to think that, like, oh, man, this guy's a shark expert. Here he is driving his boat out to, like, the middle of the shark's hunting territory so he can get out and swim underwater to look at another boat that was just attacked. Right? Like, it is, it's amazing to me that he wasn't attacked right there. Yeah. I was kind of expecting it, not going to lie. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to survive the movie. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing. All of the most iconic like scenes from the boating portion of the movie, he's not in any of them. <laughs> I definitely thought he was going to die there. Yeah. And then it's like the, the scene where he's in the shark cage. And it's like, okay, he's going to die. And then he's like, no, I'm just going to fuck off to this reef over yeah, here. I'm going to hide on the bottom of the ocean real quick. Don't mind me. <laughs> And then he, like, just watches all of the carnage happen and then just pops right back yeah. up as soon as the shark's dead and goes, how you doing, yeah, bud? Like, real talk, super relatable. Good for him. I would yeah. have absolutely done the same thing. Like, all right, the shark doesn't know where I am. I'm going to stay here while it's distracted. I have several hours of air. I'm just going to I'm just gonna chill here. Yeah, chill until it leaves or dies, whichever comes first. Yep. And then he, like, swims up. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. 
What about Quint? Oh, he did? Uh, didn't make it. That's unfortunate. Shame. Yeah. I, right. I wasn't expecting Quint to die. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't I either. for sure thought he was going to make it out of the end of this movie. Like, honestly, I kind of thought, oh, they're going to have him bite off his leg, and then he's going to have, like, a peg leg or some shit. <laughs> it bites off his everything. Yeah, and then it was like, okay, so he's definitely got his leg, and then it cuts back, and he's, like, halfway up yeah, to his he's stomach. Like biting him in half. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, oh, no, he's dead. He's gone. I'm sorry, bud. You're <laughs> you're out of here. Rest in pieces, my guy. Yep. This is wild. And then they just swim back. Yeah, they just swim <laughs> All right. Well, we got a couple barrels. We got some battling. wood. Um, all right. Keep kicking. And then they don't even show them make it back. It just yeah. ends on like a static image of the beach. It is. It's absolutely wild. It just ends that way. Like, yep. The credits just start rolling. I'm like, oh, no. Like, right. oh, they make it back and like they're all good now. Yeah. We never see Brody's wife. She he leaves to go on the hunt. We never see her again. We never hear like she calls for them. I think a day in. Yeah, and that's and Quint it. is like, "Not nope, he's fishing. He'll call you back later." And then we never hear from her again. She's out of the movie. Yep. yep. Completely, completely gone. Yep. Every character, in fact. His son in the hospital. <laughs> he just never come back to that. Nope. Kid is wheeled off. In a, yeah. in, in like a, on a, stretcher. a, a stretcher table. He's wheeled off screen. And that's it. Right out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep rolling right off set. Just go on yeah. home. <laughs> Here's your tech. You don't even have to get up. Just go. <laughs> like, literally every character that you meet. The mayor, all the other... like. Yeah. That, the, other that, cop? the other cop that's stressing out the entire time he's on screen. Uh, like literally every other character you see they're just gone once they decide all right sign here we're going on the charter everyone's out of the movie yeah. no more of anybody three men and a fish these are our characters <laughs> yep technically three fish they were three different shark animatronics i mean yeah but they're playing the same shark yeah i guess that's fair it's like in a movie when you have different dog actors, but it's like, yeah, but on screen, it's one dog. Yeah. You think it's wild that he didn't, like, contact the Coast Guard immediately? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he ever does. Like, nope. Well, he was going he to. Tried. on the very At the very end, he was radioing yeah. the Coast Guard when, for some reason, Quint had a baseball bat. He and just two. said, no, you're not calling anyone. <laughs> yeah, that was also why? Like, And then they never explained why. Like, the only reason I can think of is maybe he didn't want to lose out on his $10,000, but like... At that point, I don't think he's even getting the 10000 Well, he's definitely not he's anymore. He's not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we got that shark killed for free. All it cost us was the local crazy fisherman. <laughs> Dang. Um, but yeah, like... In the very beginning, when he's like, I want to close down the beaches, why, why is contacting the Coast Guard not on your list of immediate things to do? I mean, to be fair, in the beginning of the movie, when they didn't know how big the shark was, he was just like, yeah, there's a shark out there. I want to close the beaches. We could probably handle it with our local guys. 
and he just doesn't think that the Coast Guard's necessary. Okay, but and and hear me out. They know this is a shark attack. Uh-huh. They would rather spend their own money trying to take care of the problem versus calling the Coast Guard to come take care of the problem for them. And you know they're going to be capable of handling this. Like, it just, it seemed like you have this service that is provided by the military. Is is that a free service the Coast Guard provides? I mean, if you needed, like, the army to come in and, like, I f- help I feel... with something, they don't charge you. Do they not? How do you know? Because it's tax. It's it's paid for by taxpayer expense. Don't they don't know. turn around and bill the state. Like, oh, hey, we sent the uh, National Guard to help uh, hurricane relief. You owe the National Guard as as the state. You now owe this the National Guard money. <laughs> no, honestly, I would not put that past our government. No, but no, also it's all tax money. I mean, are- also like. You get in trouble with the police if you call them and it's not an emergency. You're a civilian. This is the government would be. This is all intergovernment stuff. I guess I'm just saying. Like I feel like, with what I know, I'd be like, hey, if this wasn't like a thing that they, like, if they got there and it was like, oh yeah, we found it. It's actually it's like a really small shark. Like it's just the, it's just a really mean fish. It's like a it's a small fish, but it's really mean. Okay. They'd be like, all right, cool. Don't call us for this shit. I don't know. I mean, may- maybe. I'm not, I'm not like, saying I'm an expert on any of this stuff, but, like, being that it was so close to 4th of July, I think it would have been worth it, even if they did reprimand you for calling them out there. Because, like, you, you'd run into the whole crux of the problem of the story is that they don't want to shut the beaches down because it would cost them so much money and they don't want to pay a bunch of people because it would cost them too much money when the the fact of the matter is they had a like most likely completely free option for the military to come in and handle all of their problems for them you're also you're also ignoring the fact that if the military has to come in that's probably not great for tourism don't you think Mm, definitely not if, if their whole goal is, hey, we want tourists to come here and spend money at the beach. If the military has to come in to do a manhunt for a shark, a shark hunt, if you will, <laughs> that's probably going to look really bad to people who want to go there for the beach, and they won't go there. They will go to one of the other surrounding beaches. I mean, it's possible. I mean, may- maybe that's why. I-, I don't know. But, like, again, going back to now they have to pay the, the crazy local fishermen well, to yes. go do it, they st- still at that point could have called the Coast Guard. Yeah, I wasn't arguing that. Yeah, I was just talking about early in the movie when they still didn't know how bad the threat was, and like the coroner came up and was like, "Yeah, nope, it was a boat." And and uh, Brady Brody is like, "You're sure you said it was a shark earlier?" And the coroner's like, "Nope, nope, it was a boat. I was wrong. Uh, definitely a boat. Don't tell anyone it was. It was just a boat. Don't worry about it." And Brody's like. I, I guess he said he said it was a boat. Okay, I guess. So, definitely after the second attack. Oh yeah. When no. it, when people physically witnessed a child get eaten yeah. alive. Hooper comes up and looks at the body. He's like, "Yeah, no, this first one also a really big shark." 
And that, that after that point, it's like, okay, maybe we should, yeah, maybe we should call the Coast Guard now. And I can't yeah. defend. I'm not going to try to defend them not calling the Coast Guard after that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can see why. Maybe not after the first one, but definitely the second one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So why was that area called the pond? It was like a lagoon. Yeah. It's probably just like a colloquial term. Yeah. It's very misleading. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I, it definitely made it sound like it was going to be like a freshwater, like isolated area. Yeah. He's like, hey, why don't you guys, instead of putting your boat in the ocean, put it in the pond. The ocean over there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so they might call it the pond because uh, lagoons typically don't have a lot of like wave action. They don't have a lot of that stuff because they're like the the oceans kind of like has to yeah. filter through that tiny area. I mean, I get that. So it's calm like a pond. But also that has no bearing on the fact that, Hey, this shark that can swim freely in the water. Well, another thing is like, sometimes lagoons can have like brackish water, which is harder for sharks to, you know, breathe. I don't think Rody was thinking about brackish water. I don't think so either, but I'm just giving you reasons. <laughs> to like, be, I, I will say earlier on in the movie, the first time his kid gets in the boat and he's just sitting by the dock, Brody is reading, like, five different books about sharks. Like, he's reading the one book. On the table, there's, like, four other shark books. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that that might be a thing that he did know at yeah. that point. Because, well, yeah. like, the... It's just harder for sharks to, you know, use brackish water yeah. instead of salt water. And so... Things Typically, made for salt water don't generally like not salt water. Yeah. Minus the bull shark. Mi yeah. Minus the bull shark. Because bull, bull sharks are fucking weird. But <laughs> Which I, I think the primary like reason he probably told him to go to the pond was just because it's less exposure to the wide open ocean. Yeah. yeah. And there's less people splashing around. Yeah. What he didn't know was that this shark has a vengeance and a vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> the shark knows personally who is hunting it and where their children are. <laughs> Shark's like, oh, oh, there's people, are, the people are splashing around over there. It's too visible. It's too visible. I'm going to go over here where your son is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Chief Brody. I know, I know who you are. <laughs> like, also, I'm going to wait for there to be a distraction Peek yeah. up out of the water, swim into the lagoon, and then just go back down yeah. underwater. It's amazing yeah. how well the shark knows people's sight lines. <laughs> nah, see, what you don't understand is that the one kid said the other kid made him do it, but what the other kid didn't say was that the shark paid him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe the shark understands There's money. the mafia. <laughs> that was it. It's the shark mafia from Shark Tale. Oh, my Tale. gosh. Oh, no. That's why they know the shark. That's why they know the Jaws theme at the beginning of Shark Tale. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, this is the worst cinematic universe. <laughs> I think the shark mafia is now my favorite thing ever. <laughs> Oh, the Shark Mafia. Now we have, like, two good titles. For this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> so, I'm, we're jumping all back and forth in places, but, like... 
Don't we always? I mean, generally, we kind of stick a little bit to the plot progression. Eh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to go back to the scene where the mayor is like, hey, get in the water, random townsperson. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought that was like one of his lackeys. I think it was. I mean, it, it, it definitely yeah. was. I just didn't remember who that guy, like what his name was. So he's random town. I, I don't think he had it. I think he was random lackey number five. Probably. <laughs> anyway, the the mayor goes up to this guy and tells him and his family to get into the water. That's that. I mean, we, that we know is definitely shark infested, but also that the mayor knows is still shark infested. Yeah. And the lackey knows. Yeah, they all know. When the mayor's like, get in the water, get in the water with your family. No one's in the water. I need you to go first. And it's like, all right, Mr. Mayor, that's a, a real like crap thing to do to another person. But also, why? Why do you care if people are in the water? They're already at the beach. Yeah. They're not going to spend money out there in the water. What? What's your goal here? They've already come to town. If anything, they'll probably spend more money sitting on the beach. Because they're not in the water. It's just, it's weird. Also, the mayor didn't say take your whole family. He just said get in the water. Yeah. That, that was guy the- was like, look, if I'm going in, my whole family's coming in with me. <laughs> ah, the 70s. Me, my wife, and my three children. Yeah. Listen, the shark can't get all of us. <laughs> I'll have four shields. <laughs> He's like... I can always make more children. Oh my oh no. gosh! <laughs> Dang. So uh, this is something that uh, that a couple of us noticed during the movie. But Quint's ship is called the Orca. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch because they never mention it. It's just on the back of the ship. Like, yeah. That's that's a nice touch. I like it. It's a good piece of environmental storytelling for Quint. Tells you a lot about what he's about and like. His motivations. It's also funny because... Well, I say funny. It's also interesting because orcas, killer whales, are natural predators to sharks. Yeah. They also play with their food. They're also dicks. <laughs> they, so. will, they, I mean, yeah. they don't even necessarily eat the shark. They don't. don't. They just, just launch them in the, in the air. Yeah. They'll just kill them. <laughs> but... That's the other thing is, did they know that in the 70s? Probably not. I'm pretty sure they did. No, you're talking about this as if it's a separate point. This is the same point. He named the ship Orca because he hates sharks. Fair enough. Well, okay. I didn't know if it was like just he happened to, you know, call it the Orca and they later found out that that's what they do or if that's something that they knew beforehand yeah it's been a pretty well-known fact for a long time like that's the specific reason his ship is named that is because like it is storytelling it's this guy hates sharks i mean justifiably he had a wild horror story yeah about like sharks picking off him and his friends after a shipwreck from the war the war war. never changes (laughs) <laughs> like 1100 people went down and 300 something came out something like that and the sharks got the rest yeah he, here's here's the other thing about Quint uh, the environmental storytelling with him 
great. The expositional storytelling with him, terrible. I can't understand half of what he says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which was wild to me because y'all are complaining that you can't understand him. And normally, it, the roles are reversed. I'm normally one that doesn't understand a single word. I could understand him fine. I guess Josh speaks fisherman. I don't I don't know why, but I had no issue. Well, not say no issues, but I had very little issue understanding See, what he said. The issue wasn't that I didn't understand what he was saying. It was that I couldn't hear what he was saying. Yeah. I could, it just was not loud. He was whispering yeah, the whole time. Yeah, he was time. either whispering True. or mumbling. And, like, I got enough that I'm like, okay, I know what he's talking about the vast majority of the time. I can put it together. But, like, the specific words, I I did lose much of those. Yeah. But Josh over here, the son of Poseidon, can hear any, <laughs> understand anyone <laughs> from the sea. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, it's just normally... I'm the one that's like, what did he say? Turn it up. I can't hear. And this was the one scenario where it was like, oh, no, he, he definitely just said this. Josh, the boat translator. No, I just. The boat was the one speaking? I mean, he's a boat man. <laughs> I do. Well, I that... did work in the marine industry for seven years. Uh, yep, there it is. <laughs> I do just want to say. Jack, you give Josh too much credit being a child of Poseidon. We all know he'd be a child of Hephaestus. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. He's he's the tech guy, the tinkerer. Oh, okay. I don't know enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about that mythology. Oh, buddy. Dang. It's still weird to me that you didn't have like a Greek mythology phase. I thought that was universal. Nah. For like the longest time. I learned very quickly that phase was not universal. <laughs> Dang. I mean, 75% of this podcast <laughs> did have the Greek mythology phase. Josh is the outlier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I know a lot of people know way more about it than I do. So I, 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 I guess it's far more universal than I thought, but less than what you thought. Mm. <laughs> See, I have, I have a little bit of a handicap in that, too, and that... The majority of what I do know is from fate, and that's all kinds of. Oh, that's up. not that's not <laughs> even oh, close. No. To you have active disinformation. Exactly. That's why, that's why I said a bit of a handicap. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird series. Oh my goodness, it's great, but it is weird. This is very weird. Why is why is Arthur Arthur a girl? Arturia. I no. Every single. Like, the worst part is they still refer to her as King Arthur. Yeah. Because yeah. she was king. Doesn't she have a son? Who's a girl? <laughs> yes. She has a son who's a girl, and she is the father. Named How Mordred. Did, why? <laughs> the like, weirdest family tree. I get it. You're like The show is so committed to anime girls <laughs> that it's like, all right, we're going to bring back King Arthur, and like 17 times and it's gonna be a woman and it's not even always the same woman and it's not even always king arthur it just looks like it one of them's nero <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to get into fate and all of its <laughs> mysteries that'd be like a whole podcast series unto itself <laughs> yeah just discussing we ain't gonna the do that. plot and lore of the Fate series. 
I don't have the patience. <laughs> but do you have a patience for a Digimon podcast? I do, but I don't have the sanity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So Jaws. <laughs> Final thoughts, go. The shark that chews. <laughs> the shark that chews. It chew- do be it chewing. Just, there's so many shots of the shark just going, nyang, nyang. <laughs> like just nyang, actively nyang, chewing nyang. things <laughs> with its nothing but shark teeth. What is happening? <laughs> All I could think was the shark that chews back. <laughs> oh, good lord. Ah. Anyway. Uh, final thoughts. Honestly, it was a, it was a pretty good movie for for a movie that's as old as it is. I think it held up fairly well. Not the effects, but the, the effects movie in not so much, but the first half honestly was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You could definitely see its age in a few areas, but uh, overall, I think it was pretty good and definitely passable. I would not would not watch again for a long time now. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this one viewing was was pretty good for me. It was good enough. I think I've made it. I've made it this far in my life without having seen Jaws, just because of the cultural knowledge of it. Having, I, I'm glad I saw it. I think it was two really good short films that they stuck together <laughs> but you know not a bad time I might watch it again in 20 something more years yep <laughs> well uh, this has been HQ well, Review wait, you well, can we, find us uh, two other people <laughs> <laughs> you, there's two other people who just haven't given their final thoughts man <laughs> I gave my final thoughts. You just said the yup sh- to Josh's thing. <laughs> the shark that chews. <laughs> the shark that chews. Okay. Yeah, that was that was that was that was that. You know that is my final thought. You on know that what? Bad on me. I shouldn't have assumed. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I thought I thought it was okay. I thought it was a lot longer than it should have been. Uh, but like Josh said, the first half was pretty good. Uh, it was the second half that just shouldn't have been. As long. You're saying they really got us in the first half? <laughs> <laughs> really got us in the first half there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't watch it again, but it was a decent movie. Yeah. Are we going to watch the sequels? No. Please, no. That's fine. <laughs> it is not marked for sequels. Anyway, you were, uh, you were outroing? Oh, am I am I allowed to do that now? Yes, uh, yes I give you permission. Go for okay, it. thank you, my overlord. <laughs> yes, that, yep, that's me. <laughs> I am Joel Gown. That's, it's, it's, it's your boy, the Sorcerer King. <laughs> ah, anime. Well, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts. This has been HQ Movie Review. I am Josh. I'm Jack. I'm Heather. I'm Sydney. Good night, everybody. You're going to need a bigger boat.